Hello, everyone, and welcome to the League of Learning Wild Earth podcast. Here, we are looking to help Wild Earth players new and old to improve their game by creating a library of important information that is easily accessible for anyone who wants to up their skill. You can follow us in our Discord, on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Links to all of these can be found using our link tree available in the podcast description. If you'd like to support us monetarily, you can reach out to Hispanic Link in Discord, or you can check out our Patreon via our link tree. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 19 of the League of Learning Wild Rift podcast. We're so excited to be here with you today. We got two guests with us. I'm going to introduce myself first. Our two normal podcast hosts are going to introduce themselves. Then our guests are going to introduce themselves. And then it's off to the races. Step one, go Bills. Step two, I'm Hispanic Link. Let's go. Who's next? Step C, I'm Chunko. Nice, nice. (laughs) Uh, I'm still deeply if I don't care about football. Go Bills! (laughs) Okay. And I'm Emily. She's not here, unfortunately, so we'll be missing her this week. She also doesn't care about football. She is an isolated Emily. She is an isolated <laughs> Emily, all the way in Rochester. <laughs> Stop doxing people on your damn podcast. God damn it. I live in Rochester. Hey, boom, another doxer. See, it's not uncommon. All right, who's that? Who said they live in Rochester? Uh, that's me. That's Yeti. Hi, Yeti. How's it going? I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm a little sick and getting ready to go on a cruise, so I'm a little worried, but you know, it's all right. Hey, make sure you don't send us COVID through these microphones, okay? Yeah, no, well, it's not COVID. I took three tests, so. <laughs> okay, okay. Not sure if that's better or worse, but it's something. And last but not least, who else we got? Hey, it's me, Dory. I'm back. Hi. Hey. I repeat guests. Welcome back. Yes, our first repeat guests, I believe. So thank you and welcome back, y'all. It's so nice to have you back. It's been eight weeks since you had we had you on the podcast. That's like two months. Damn. I feel like it was a lot longer than that. Yeah. And basically, we just wanted to, you know, get your guys' thoughts on, like, 3.4 Power Spike Patch, what's going on in the world. Like, you know, tell us what's good. Tell us what you think some people need to know out there. And we're going to start with Yeti today because he's only with us for a limited time. So, Yeti. What are your thoughts on things going on in Wild Rift right now? All right. So you sent me you sent me a couple of questions, or Link sent me a couple of questions that uh, we were going to be looking at just because I had I have a limited amount of time. I have two young boys, and uh, we got to get them in bed and you know get our shit packed for the cruise we're going on and all that stuff. So one of the questions is, what are some ways that you could be a better shot caller or play caller for your team? Um, like my opinion, uh, studying the game, uh, watching better players, so, like, watching streams, uh, watching pro games, Worlds is, for PC League, is starting soon. Um, I believe the first game round of play-ins are on, like, September 29th. Yep, next Thursday, baby. So, less than a week from today. So, that'll be really fun. You'll get to watch a lot of the highest level of just League of Legends in general. 
happening so you can kind of try to gather as much of it from as much of the uh gather as much information from the best players in the world you know what i mean uh even though it's not the same game i also have this in my in my note in like the notes that i wrote it's it is mostly transferable so it, the, the information and stuff is mostly transferable um obviously like specifics of like how much mana a spell costs or what the cooldown is or how much damage it deals like that stuff's not going to transfer as much but the knowledge of like when to do what should come into play and you should be able to uh, translate that to the mobile version in the wild rift so like your macro plays your micro plays your wave management all that different stuff is very transferable between the two games exactly so you want to keep in mind when you're watching worlds that it is a different game it is competitive five versus five think about it like watching the nba and watching dudes play pickup basketball in a park that's the difference right Wild Rift is the pickup game, by the way, for anyone wondering. Solo <laughs> queue in general is the pickup game, right? Competitive, like Worlds, is watching the NBA Finals. It's there's a huge difference, right? But the the information and what you're gathering from it, watching those players do what they do on the court or in the game, is transferable to what you can do with your friends. It's the same same idea, same concept. A couple other ways is like. If you search on YouTube, I'm pretty sure you can still find them. There's a, like, you can listen to the comms that pro teams have. Or when you watch, like, uh, what is it called? Uh, Twitch Rivals, like, they have, they'll sometimes have where you can, like, listen to players communicate and talk to each other. Um, Just to hear and get a sense of, like, what you're supposed to be hearing, the information that's supposed to be being communicated. This one is going to be specific for, like, me or Corey or if if D-Cleave ever played wild rift uh basically like after years of playing you gather enough information from enough scenarios that you can make an educated decision on what you should do very quickly right so it's just it all just it comes with time mostly is what i guess is like just time of playing and like making the wrong calls so that you know next time this scenario comes up okay well last time i did this and that didn't work so let's try something different um but being able to recognize that and remember that that issue happened or that was the wrong call is kind of is kind of important um and then the last thing i kind of or i had two things here there are different kinds of shot callers or in-game leads in-game leaders uh like for example Corey is very methodical and technical when he makes his decisions regardless of how big or small it is and it could be something as small as like manipulating a wave or something as big as calling to take a baron right so those are two very different things but he thinks the same amount about each one of them Whereas I, for example, am more impulsive, more gut reaction and intuition than those methodical thoughts. I still think about what I'm doing and I'm making a decision, but it's a lot, it's much faster and more impulsive. But again, that just comes from like, I'm okay with telling my team to do a Baron right after we get a pick yeah, or doing the Baron when there's like a sneaky opportunity for it and taking the heat if it goes bad. But that's just how I am, right? It's just that that's just how my like leadership in game has become over the last over a couple of years. And then the last thing that I had was like confidence when making the when making your call is very important. You know, if you're in a, if you're in a split situation where like maybe you just traded their jungler for our top lane and you're like, oh maybe we can do Baron. Well that thought of maybe we can do it makes it so you can't do it anymore. That hesitation of even a second makes it so that it you, that can change you from a good call to a bad call very quick. But you have you have to be 
confident and decide in, in the decision of doing it. And then the last part that I had here was shot calling is not a one person thing. A lot of times there's one or two voices or three voices, but the loudest ones are the ones that make those calls. Like when me and Corey play, we play in a group of five. Me and Corey are always talking a lot, especially if he's jungling and I'm playing a different lane. We're communicating a lot because we're seeing a lot of the map, right? As a support and as a jungler or like a top laner that plays somebody like a tank where it's not super mechanically involved, where you can just kind of look around the map and make those kinds of decisions. And then also play champions that have go buttons. So like if you play support, just speaking from a support's perspective, you play Rakan, right? His R, W combo, his R, uh, his whatever his R is called, and then his grand entrance where he jumps in and pops everybody up, that's a huge initiator. Yeah. So if you can hit that go button. It's called the quickness. <laughs> oh, yeah. Give him the quickness. No cap. Oh, the quickness. Okay, well, whatever. So if you, if you ultimate and you... W in, right, to pop everybody That's the start of a fight. Yeah. Right? You're telling your team, go, right? The go button. And hopefully before you go in, you're telling them, hey, I'm going to engage. Hey, I'm going to engage. This looks good or whatever. You know, telling, giving them some sort of hint before you press those buttons if you can. Absolutely, yeah. If you're trying to, trying to communicate a little bit, just letting them know that you're going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Pinging uh, in solo queue or if you have teammates, you know, just being able to tell them to go, you know, or like verbally. I lost my bolt, so I lost where it was. Uh, right here. Uh, so you, the, the next question you had for me was any tips for duo and trio queue uh, that are different from solo queue? I said that I wrote that my only tip for, like, duo and trio is to use fucking comms. Yes. Like, get a phone call and fucking talk to each other. Because, like, if you're not talking to each other, you're literally just playing solo queue with two more idiots. <laughs> and, like, because we're not who you're playing with. But, like, if we and Corey aren't talking, it's significantly more difficult for us to play the game properly, if unless you know, I mean, if we're just playing, right? True. We might as well just solo queue if we're not going to talk. Yeah. Uh, and then for solo queue, play what you're good at and ban new champions so you're more in teammates don't pick them. That's a big one, especially with like Yoda and Gwen, and then who's coming out next? Probably Vex and then Warwick. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly the order. Like maybe not Warwick necessarily because like he's pretty. It's pretty simple. Like he's a pretty simple champion, but. Somebody like Yone is kind of intricate, kind of like Yasuo. So just like, don't let your chance, don't let them pick something stupid that's going to cost you to, like, to lose the game because they haven't played it yet. Then your last question, you said, any updates in the game that are important to mention since the last time you were on? You gave me the example of like the leashing. Like if you leash now, you are trolling. Like the, all of the waves hit center point of the map or in the lane at the exact same time. Um, so if they, if when you, I watched somebody leash the, uh, earlier today, yesterday, whatever it was, they leashed and at 25 seconds was when you had to leave to like the leash to get to lane so that when the minions hit, you didn't lose anything. Minions hit at 25 now and it, the camps don't spawn until about that same time. So like you, you're literally losing XP and gold and you're literally just causing your team to your lane to go behind for no reason. Another one, this is my opinion, stop banning Yumi. Uh, she's not good enough to warrant a ban anymore. If you're going to ban one of the stronger caster enchanter champions, Karma is a much better ban. I've heard a lot of people say that the Yumi rework really killed the character. Like, it's not worth playing currently. Um, <laughs> My argument is that the Yumi rework just made the champion more skill expressive and the people who play pocket Yumi to gain ELO and become ELO inflated just are getting punished. 
I think Yumi is still playable. I just think you need to have like at least six brain cells to play it. Which is good. Honestly, in in a in a world where like this is supposed to be a skill-based game, that's a good thing to have a champion that requires more than just two seconds worth of thought to be able to play. Yeah. That said, like I'm personally kind of a fan of the way that they balanced Yumi and Wild Rift, and it's a way that PC hasn't even approached balancing Yumi. Which is, do you mind going in a little more details on that? As soon as I make sure Minnie is not freaking out, we're good. Basically, let me get the notes. It's it's hard to explain. Basically, you, me, wild. One of the biggest changes they made to her is her, her pop and bop, whatever her passive is called. Yeah. Where, like, you jump out, you can, or when you auto a champion, it gives you mana back. Like, that no longer does that. Ooh, Okay. So it makes her it makes her significantly more mana dependent to use her abilities the same way that you would that you used to, you know, the patch like this previous patch and the patches before. Yeah. Yeah. So they've done that before, and that's fine. However, like things like um the projectile being gated being time gated now. But the main thing is being the healing and the change for you and me and zoomies. So basically what they did is healing repeats the heal effect for the next three attacks or abilities within five seconds. Um, So basically what it does is by linking it to um, the bonus that you get from being attached, you have to basically be swapping back and forth on and off of your target in order to efficiently use it. Um, What they used to do is they used to like try to gate that through auto attacks through forcing you to unmount and then auto attack to restore your mana. However, that was an unhealthy playstyle because you would unattach, auto twice, attach, auto attach, auto attach. Now you have to actually like consider when you're attached and when you're not, and they put power in your ability to be unattached. And I think that's only useful in Wild Drift, again, because you're kind of incentivized to build boots because of the boot enchants. So Yumi on PC just doesn't build boots. You never detach. You just attach to whoever your carry is. Put a Hecarim, a Gwen in your game. Vayne, Kaisa, whatever. Draven. Just put some carry in your game. Slap Yumi on him. Never detach. And you're fine because you have mana restoration built into your kit. uh, Or because you have itemization that supports that. Where in Wild Rift, there's less options. Mm -hmm. In Wild Rift, you're heavily incentivized to detach, to buy boots, to move change targets often and actually lane uh like a champion Um, yeah nothing pains me more as an adc main to have a yumi in my game because they're just gonna strap themselves to me and forfeit the lane yeah and like some yumis don't even realize that like you don't need to be in the adc lane all game like it's okay to get on your jungler that's an olaf or a leeson or somebody who's also starting to snowball Mm -hmm. and you can help them snowball further and visit other lanes and like that's actually a really huge upside of the character is because you can attach to different champions, you can be way more mobile than a lot of other supports. But anyways, yeah, get back at it, Yeti. I'm glad you unmuted. I was just about to tell you, like, hey, keep going. All right, so I wanted to retract my my statement, but like, from the first time where, because I think the last time we were on, it was right when Pink Lords got introduced. So I basically said that if you don't start a Pink Lord, you're trolling. It's not necessary to start it, but it is necessary to buy one throughout the game. Like if you have to, you have to swap to it throughout the game, and put them down when you can. You definitely you need to be able to uh, help because they both deny and gain vision for and like move they they move the front they move the line of vision back and forth. 
by themselves. And they're just, they're super useful. So I wanted to retract that statement that I made. Corey can, uh, I guess, help me if they're, correct me if I'm wrong, but AD carry should be taking exhaust over healer barrier. I just think, I think it's worth significantly more than both of those other spells are. Because it not only, though, because like heal heals you and one other person, barrier keeps you alive and gives you a small shield, but exhaust, what it does is it uh, slows, it reduces their damage output, and I think increases the amount of damage they take. Correct? Mm -hmm. uh, the main reason is because heal is uh, heavily changed for Wild Rift. Wild Rift actually heals your target more than it heals yourself. Yeah. So, like, if you were going to have, if you were going to, so the AD carry basically shouldn't be have it shouldn't have shouldn't have heal unless you're playing something like a Senna. Yeah. Where the heal actually is beneficial, right? Yeah. Something actually that was starting to get momentum in PC is actually going to hit Wild Rift like a truck when people realize it, is uh, AD carries taking Ghost Flash. But it's not every AD carry. It's the AD carries that make sense. Low mobility AD carries that want to skirt in and out of the fight at max range. It's super popular right now on PC on champions like Sivir, Jinx, Zeri. Oh, Ghost on Jinx sounds fucking gross. Yeah, so in Wild Rift, you'll be able to use it very often on champions like Jinx, like Misfortune. I used it on Caitlyn, but I didn't really like it. So champions that can skirt on the outside of a team fight, basically auto-spacing, like I said in episode 10, is one of the most important things you can learn as an AD carry. Uh, auto-spacing and playing at max range. Turns out it's a lot easier to play at max range when uh, when you're moving like a million miles an hour. And people honestly learned that because Zeri came out for PC and she basically just like does a line of coke and runs a million miles an hour. And that's her <laughs> ultimate. Just... She really does. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched Zeri play and I don't really like understand a lot of what she does because she's just kind of like moving a lot. And then it looks like I think her cue where she shoots the lightning bolt in just like a line. Like that's how she kills people. She just runs them down and keeps shooting them. Oh, that's her W? Yeah, her W does a billion damage, too. It's, it has crit scaling. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah, if it goes through terrain, it, it's guaranteed to crit. What? That's cool. Yeah, her, her, her Q is actually basically her auto attack. That's awesome. So, like, yeah, like, some champions look a little weirder to, like, learn how they play. Like, a lot of people don't understand how Lee Sin autos work, and, like, that's how the character kills you, is, like, through auto attacks combined with this stuff. Mm hmm And so, like... It's always worth researching a champion just a little bit more below the surface just mm -hmm. to, like, figure out exactly why they're good with, like, certain spells or certain, you know, items, etc., etc. Mm -hmm. But I'm not saying I'm, like, a pro or on some shit or whatever, but, like, I'd been playing Flash Ghost on set in top lane for a while, and I've really been liking it. I agree with you that not every champion wants Flash Ghost, though. It's not an everybody thing. Yeah, it's good on Juggernauts, too. It's, um... It's been popularized by Darius for years. Garen likes to do it sometimes. But it's very popular on champions that don't have the tools built into their kit to to move around quickly. And the Yeti carries that don't want to build Gale Force, too. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, Yeti, before you go, do you have any closing remarks for us? I know it's getting pretty close to that 20-minute mark. Um, no, I don't I don't think so. I think that was kind of all the stuff that I wanted to touch on. Uh, and obviously, if you guys have any questions? I sent the I sent the uh, the list to Corey. I can send it to you too, uh, Link. Yeah, that would be great. So if you want to look at it, and you uh, you can ask Corey any questions. I already sent it to him, so he knows what he's looking at. 
And then just to comment real quick, the only reason why I'm struggling with exhaust right now is because when they shrunk the range, it re- like you got to get pretty close to the enemy champion now, and it's kind of scary. And so, like, I can see one reason why people maybe are a little, like, hesitant to just snap take exhaust like they were before is because, like, you do got to be closer to people now to actually make use of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, if you, if you use it defensively, basically, the same way you'd use heal or, the heal or uh, yeah. barrier. You're using it as a defensive thing, so if a Zed jumps on you and ults you, you can exhaust him, so that way his damage into the game is, like, significantly lessened. But I gotta go. Bye, Eddie. Thanks for coming. Later. All right, now that that guy's gone, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he, he he makes a good point. So like, the the times when you would use exhaust, like same as like the times you would use heal, are usually when you're fighting somebody and you're usually going to be close to them. So I don't think the range really matters. And exhaust is probably going to save you in more situations than heal would save you. Yeah, it'll end up saving you more more health than heal would have restored. And I'm gonna make maybe a controversial comment here on heal but like a lot of times if you're playing heal you're not using it for you and if you're not a support you probably shouldn't be taking heal because like unless like it's it's not a a solo carrier solo person spell it's meant for multiple people and so if you're worried about getting away or trying to protect people like you can't always save your brain dead teammates specifically the effect is doubled on a your your most wounded ally makes it very compelling. I do agree. Post the exhaust nerf, I think barrier is pretty good right now too. Mm-hmm. It's in a pretty good place. Mm-hmm. To comment on something you said earlier, Dory. I don't know if this is true in Wild Rift. Uh, there are there is a rune in uh, PC League that that ups the the healing uh, that you do from uh, from spells and abilities too. So that's usually why, like, if anybody's going to take the heal, it's usually the support. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I know that like like Lulu and Soraka and champs like that will usually take that rune. So uh, it was more of a thing further back in the day, but the last time they were meta, that was a big thing, uh, and that was when uh, when like exhaust heal was pretty popular. There is one thing he didn't mention in the changes since last time, or changes in three point four. I guess the big ones, like the big, uh, did Gwen come out before your? Last recording, she did. Yone didn't, though. Yone's new. Yes. This is the first episode of Yone. Yes, it is. What did you guys think of Gwen? Or what have you thought of Gwen since you've had time to play her a little? She's not as scary as Ryan and Decleave made her seem. She is pretty scary, but not as scary as they said. She's just annoying. Yeah, she's just fucking annoying. <laughs> Honestly, I really don't like... Like, the Gwen is immune meme is one of the memes that I actually resonate with. Again, playing AD Carry, she's a nightmare to deal with because of it. But I think the window to use it effectively is a lot smaller in this game. And for some reason, just like her passive healing feels a lot weaker. I don't know. I think um, I think tanks aren't very good in Wild Rift. Gwen is a tank buster. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many people are just trying to force her into the jungle right now? Yeah, I think she has a. I think she's very powerful at what she's good at. I don't think she's a, like an overall like. A, you can't just slap her on any team. I don't think, and, and she's fun to play. I don't blame people for wanting to play her, and you know, like. But I think uh, like tanks are like not that great in Wild Rift, and she's really good against tanks. So. Yeah, I think if if the meta for top especially is people that just want to run at you and fight you, then she's not going to be particularly good. 
she's just kind of okay. <laughs> I think she's fine. <laughs> yeah, she needs time to like scale up and stuff. She's not a good skirmisher early in the game. She's pretty good in ARAM, tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. Champions that have, have been recently released are pretty good in ARAM because they haven't been touched by anything, so they just mm-hmm. heal their normal stuff. I mean, yeah, like Samira, for example, has a very mechanically high skill cap to play effectively. And most people in Wild... I will venture a guess that most people who play Wild Rift cannot do her instant S combo. So I already had a 65% win rate on her since she released. And then she got buffed because apparently she's not good enough. I don't understand that, by the way. I don't I don't know. <laughs> Samira is basically an instant win for me. And I've been playing her for a few patches on PC now because she's face of the meta right now on the world's patch. Anyways, yeah, I think Samira incredibly powerful incredibly hard to play around if you do have to play against her double enchanters are usually good you just um push her in constantly and keep her from being allowed to lane caitlin's incredibly strong into her uh she can't do a lot into caitlin senna's q does not get blocked by her w and Jin w does not get blocked by her w yeah i was gonna say though i think some uh caitlin's like actually low-key really good right now mm-hmm like, I think some of the changes recently have just really favored Caitlyn in a big way. Hey, uh, Corey, as an AD main, I'm curious. Is Stormraiser just the best first item for most AD carries right now? I hate Stormraiser. Really? Okay. <laughs> I, like, I feel like, cause, like, I feel like everywhere I look, people are building it first. I just don't, like, I don't understand it. I think a lot of Wild Rift players have this mentality that Stormraiser is a slammable item. Just because it has a little bit of everything, ooh. Yeah, it builds out a BF sword, it crits, it has the slow. It is literally an item that was uh, uh, problematic for a long... It's it's in the state where it was basically only built on Jin and Caitlyn before Mythic items even came out. Like so This is the version of Stormraiser that we're looking at. It's like a hybrid of what it is now and what it was then. I think it's very good on champions that use it as a chase down tool, but like I see Zaya players building it constantly. Is it not just better to go Essence Reaver Zeal Item IE? It's probably just better to go Essence Re- Essence Reaver Zeal Item IE. But like nobody in Hyela Wild Rift realizes that the version of Essence Reaver that's currently in the game is like was undisputed first item on Zaya always when it was out. Yeah, people don't read people, including me, don't read items in Wild Rift. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think like uh Akali really good this patch. Um I think mm-hmm. Akali's buffs were just what she needed to be able to lane healthily. Um and if you're against bully matchups, just take fleet footwork. Easy peasy. Ryan's just salty that they took away Hextech Gunblade, so he's not playing Akali right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, Akali's better than ever, dude. Oh yeah? Riftmaker is so good on her. <laughs> Riftmaker was like her item when Mythic items came out, and they got rid of Gunblade. Like all the Akali mains were like on fire. The subreddit was on fire, and then Riftmaker came out, and they're like, "Oh, the Mythic passive gives you." Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. We're good. They're like, "Oh, this item's good." <laughs> Gunblade, who? <laughs> Akali's win rate went up. How lose? The champion gets nerfed ten times. It doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. You take away her best item, nerf her ten times, whatever. She's still she's still broken. Remember when she had a stun on her ultimate? Oh yeah, <laughs> no, that's fine. Remember when you can use it anywhere? Akali used to have a stun. She did. Yeah, it used to have a stun. You didn't. You, you used to not have to go through a champion. Yes, the first R used to have a micro stun when she got reworked. Her first proc of R had a micro stun. Her shroud 
blocked tower shots. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't see it under tower. Yeah. Did you, did you guys see the thing they changed recently on PC League where it, it reveals targets now? Oh yeah. <laughs> her shuriken. Mm-hmm. Her, her shuriken throw. That's really convenient, actually. It's a good quality of life change for her. Um, you'll notice during in PC League on that subject, the world's patch often brings back like staples of the world's meta. The world's meta. All the KDA champions. They try to force the KDA champions to be relevant. Rise. Yeah. <laughs> Want a Kali skin. Except for Evelyn, for some reason, they just shaft Evelyn on PC on a regular basis, and not in the good way. Carlos steps down as CEO of G Two Esports. I'm glad they don't shit on in Wild Rift's Evelyn because I think she's actually low key like a really fun champion and a really cool champion. She's fun. She's just ridiculously annoying to play against. She's so good. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. She's a lot less annoying to play against in Wild Rift now that there's uh, uh, pink words. Shivana was actually in a really good place, but then the Wild Rift devs said, after the recent adjustments, she's in a good place, but we feel like her ultimate upgrade could be a bit more exciting. What do you mean exciting? <laughs> Did you just, like, decide that Shivana wasn't broken enough for you yet? She wasn't a big enough dragon? So, so while in dragon form, you used to gain 100, 150, or 200 bonus HP. Yeah. But now you get 15% Omnivamp. So if you do a little bit of math, oh. all you have to do is with two items, two auto attacks. Two auto attacks while channeling your your W. Yeah. Omnivamp so good on Shivana and Dragon form? So it is a buff past two auto attacks after ulting. It's four four with I mean, no, because you're gonna have the items at level thirteen or whatever when you get your third ult proc. I actually forgot when you get your third ult. Is it twelve? Thirteen? On Wild Rift? Thirteen? Thirteen. Yep, because 14 and 15 are the last two levels of your last whatever. Okay, so yeah, so like by the time, so it's all about effective HP, right? So on the exhaust versus barrier versus heal thing. Sorry, real quick, Antonio, just so you're aware that Omnivamp is reduced in its effectiveness for AoE abilities. So, you know, like, yeah, it's a third, it's a third is effective. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so that's why, like, specifically it's auto attacks, yeah. Okay. Good so know. specifically, her big fat auto attacks. But that's good with her specifically with her Q, right? Yeah, because her, her Q's just two autos. Her Q win in dragon form is three autos, but yes. Holy shit! <laughs> I didn't even know that. And I just got a follow from Deekleave in the background on my camera. Sick, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Shivana's broken. Uh, collect your free Elo. A carry oriented build on Graves will handle her well, but. Not a lot of Wild Rift players like to just build crit on graves, but um, that is how you deal with Shivana and uh, like Hecarim on PC, is you've always just gone graves, gone kindred, built crit, didn't interact with them, farm faster. All right, Dory, I got a question for you, because we, we got to bring it back now. We brought it up, but we haven't actually touched the topic. Dory, would you do us the honor of being our first guest to go over a champion and what they do in Yone? Uh, yeah, he's Windshitter 2.0. He's Yasuo's brother. Yeah, so he is mechanically difficult to play. He does have the the same 3Q on his Q, so he's going to use his Q in a wave. Use it again, he gets the second charge, and then he gets the knock-up dash forward. Where he's different than Yasuo is that he doesn't kind of, like, self-proc his ult in that way, and his um, ability layering is a little bit different. So his ultimate... Sets up Yasuo's ultimate, ironically. It's like, um... You guys ever watch anime? 
And the guy goes like, nothing personal, kid. And he fucking flashes behind him. And the guy's like, Ugh! Yeah. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> exactly. If you understand the words, uh, Omaiwa Moshinderu, <laughs> you'll understand what Yone's ultimate does. <laughs> yeah. So you dash through. It actually has some mechanically interesting things. Yeah. So you do the like it's like a mini singularity. It pulls, to, it like knocks targets up and like gives them a slight pull in if they're on the outside edge of it. Similar to like Nar Ultimate. Similar to Oriana um, Ultimate. It kind of sucks them in. Oh yeah, like Oriana or Karma to give yep. Wild Rift examples. He's one of the few champions in the game that does all three types of damage. So he has magic damage on his passive. Every other so it's like set. Every other auto is different. So it's auto physical damage, auto magic damage on hit. Half magic damage. Physical magic damage. Yep, half magic damage on hit. So it's, it swaps back and forth. Okay. You'll notice Yone has one normal-looking sword and one glowy red sword. Oh. The glowy red sword does magic damage. Magic damage sword. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Now I get it. The magic sword does magic damage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Now, is it unbalanced ratios like Corky, where it's 70-30? Half. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't really looked at Yone too much since he came out. Uh, Yone, so, Wild Rift. I, he, I don't think so. Uh, he, he also he also has the same passive yeah, adjustment so where it, his crit is doubled. Mm-hmm. Okay. He does full physical damage on one auto, and the other auto he does half physical, half magic. Can somebody answer me a question about crit real quick? Yeah, sure. Does any person that wants to build crit? only need three crit items to get to 100% crit? Is that how it works? Or do you need four crit items to get to 100%? All the crit items give 25%, correct? Yes. So you need four, right? You don't yeah. start with, like, 25% crit chance or anything? No, you don't start with 25%. No. Unless you're Yasuo or Yone. Yasuo, Yasuo, then you, need then you only need two. Yasuo, Yone, need two. And you don't want to go over two, because just like Yasuo, on PC, you get AD based on excess crit. On Wild Rift, you do not. <laughs> Oh, okay. So Yasuo players on Wild Rift are not trolling when they go to crit items and then build other shit. Because it's super inefficient for them. There's a few exceptions. Like, I can see a world where you go, like, Bloodthirster, despite already having two crit items. But usually I just... Yeah. I feel it. I, I don't know. I was actually thinking about this earlier. I think Blade is almost always better. Than, like, if you're looking for a lifestyle item. Yeah, Blade is usually better, though. Blade um, of the Rune King? Yeah. Is that just, like, one of the best items in the game right now, period? Blade of the Rune King? Yeah. Yeah, it's an old version that I really like. Because I notice a lot of people build it on, like, a lot of champions across a lot of roles. It's pretty good. It's just it's solid. Yeah. It's, it's another example of, like, an item that was turbo-broken in Big League being turbo-broken in Wild Rift again, because there was a time when literally every 80 champion built Orc first, always, no matter what, because it was just that broken. You still have an activated ability. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Oh, and as for the third type of damage, his E does true damage. Um, so basically how Soul Unbound works is Yone leaves a little version of himself, plops himself down. This is his E, by the way. Sort of like Zed clone, right? So he plops himself down and then moves in the direction you point it. And then you have a duration of time before you can reactivate it and a duration of time before it just reactivates itself. You do damage during it, sort of like Zed ult, but like not crazy. So you do the damage, hit them, use your combo. So, like, you build up second Q, E forward, Q on, ult, auto, auto, cleave with W, and then pull back your E. And you've basically done a free trade. They can't turn back damage on you. When you do the pullback, 
you go soul unbound and 24% of the damage that you take is dealt as true or 24% of the damage you dealt during your E is dealt to as true damage. 24% seems like a lot. A quarter of the damage you dealt? Yeah, that's a lot. I thought it was actually a little more. It's also post mitigation damage. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me a lot of like Echo Alt too. I know you're talking about Zed Alt, but it kind of is like a there and then it shoots you back. But you don't gain any health when you go back to your clone, right? No. Echoes is like a survivability tool with a with a with a nuke built in. Yeah, but Yon's kind of is you're unstoppable during it too, so you can you can use it to outplay people. Yeah, you can use the unstoppable to like not eat. Yeah, there's some creative ways to use it. No, unstoppable does not mean untargetable. <laughs> yes. No, but unstoppable lets you run through things like Vigar Cage or whatever, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, there's there's creative ways you can use it to uh like not get Morgana queued or Lux queued, stuff like that. To get out of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So every other attack deals fifty percent of the attack's damage as magic damage, and then the critical rate is doubled, but critical strikes deal twenty percent. Okay, so that's his passive. Cool. Thieves. But yeah, I mean he does have all that great stuff. His kit is inherently pretty heavily loaded. He's seen a lot of balance changes on PC over his existence so far but the major thing is i mean he's got a major like a major game contributing ultimate and pretty much any champion that has like an ultimate that that's impactful or that is that impactful uh will ultimately make it to pro play and stay and force himself to be there as often as possible the only time he kind of has trouble is uh corky azir meta azir probably will never make it to wild drift really or at least not for a long time. It, Azir's kit is very hard to make work. They're trying. <laughs> They've said the only like truly technically challenging ones are like the, the ultimate stealing ones, like Silas and Nico. Yeah, Silas and Nico are tough. They've mentioned Viego might be tough. Yeah, Viego too. I imagine like they've said they want him. Probably because he's like you know one of the most popular characters. But I think the most challenging thing with Azir will just actually be like the controls, <laughs> like trying to figure out how to make those work. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know how you would do that. But anyways, um, Yone struggles against champions that he can't easily get on top of. He's squishy as fuck. Yes, he, he struggles very hard to sustain in a short lane against champions like Corky, like Ziggs, like, uh, shit. Is that really all the... Are there really not that many artillery mages in Wild Rift? Holy crap, there's no Zareth, no Kog'Maw. Is Kog'Maw's butterfly version, is that a skin? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's butterfly it's monarch. monarch or monarch. Thank you. Yes, monarch. So why is that just not the normal character? It looks awesome because vomit monster needs to be himself. You know, <laughs> I don't like the two legged. I don't like Blurg Cogmall. The game's pay to win, bro. <laughs> yep. There's no Anivia. There's no Azir. My God, Yoni probably actually stylistically is fine in the game once people figure out how to play him because like there's not a lot of champions that can just like bully him from range i guess jace maybe karma karma's not super long range in this game though yeah i mean i think once people figure out how to play yone uh you want to put lots of hours into practice tool play a lot of norms get very comfortable with his kit uh, because he is very difficult to play but if you do get comfortable uh i can definitely see you just like stealing free lp from people especially in low yellows E- elos low elos i'm trying to get out of the habit ryan i promise 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a it's a it's a name. You're a name. I don't spell out names. <laughs> oh, let's not. That was literally our first episode. Let's not get into that. J R R token checkmate. Just saying random names. All right. Anyway, that's been episode whatever this is. <laughs> Actually, Ryan, before we uh, cut scene here, uh, do you have any pro updates for us? Uh, no, because nothing's happened. Oh, yeah, Fnatic is doomed. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fnatic is uh, uh, so they're, they're very upset. Their bot lane got COVID. What? Oh, no. There's been drama. Apparently, they've been... You know, everyone else has been gearing up, getting ready for worlds, scrimming and stuff, and and Fnatic's players have been like, "Yeah, it'd be cool to do some scrims." So they're not that prepared, allegedly. And then it came out today that their bot lane has COVID, and they they might not be able to even make it to the tournament in time. Rut row. Their first match is in six days. Two years in a row, we're upset. Screws his team. I'm a certified Fnatic hater and definitely a certified upset hater. Um, so, like, whatever. Good for him. Um. <laughs> the, the Vietnam teams got their visas approved, though, so yay! Nice! Yeah, which is, that's really cool. Yep, they'll be here. They'll be here. Mm-hmm. I've heard that from multiple sources at this point that that team's pretty fire, so I'm pretty excited to watch them play. They are. Yep. Um, like, honestly, they're pretty good. People consider them a minor region, but... There's at least one or two minor region teams that you, that show up and do really well over here it's usually pretty hype believe it or not there's actually uh wild rift pro news too uh the open qualifiers for north america start this weekend it's gonna be four weekends in a row again open qualifier you don't technically have to adhere to riot's elo rules you can show up below diamond i don't recommend it because you will get shit on but you can do it if you want leave in the heart of cards and uh all of suzaku's players are free agents so uh get on it guys suzaku disbanded last night so, so Suzaku was the fourth place team in North America last season. They just barely missed going to Icons, which is Worlds for Wild Rift. They disbanded. We asked their mid laner if he wanted to play for our team, and he immediately said, I've been hit with a billion offers that are actually paying. So <laughs> <laughs> He's got you there. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> but like, uh, you know what? You got a point. <laughs> I, I do not have money to pay salaries to players, so... No one is worth. Good for him, though. Good for him, you know? Yeah. That being said, like, since we saw you guys last, Yeti and I were barely in Diamond 4. We had just gotten to Diamond 4 and Diamond 3. Since then, Yeti's been struggling a little bit. Uh, I've since peaked Masters 15 marks. Woo! Congrats, dude. Congratulations. And I've been informed that it is a better idea for me to switch to support for our team, so... We've just recruited a ADC and a top laner. We've had a jungler, Buttered Chicken. When are you going to start importing from Korea? (laughs) (laughs) Our friend Buttered Chicken, who is on our Diamond PC team, has stopped playing PC almost entirely. And it's his first season of playing Wild Rift. He started in Iron with the really crappy climbing system that's in the game, in my opinion, for Smurfs. Because it takes forever and takes a shitload of games. He just hit Grandmaster the other day. He's a... Oh, yeah, man. Recording this podcast always makes me want to play games. (laughs) (laughs) And then playing games makes me not want to play games. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I didn't 
I, I don't even have to say it. Hell yeah. He just knows me. It's weird how that works. That being said, I've peaked at D2, which I thought I had already done, but I think the podcast says I've only done D3, so I'm also working on my climb game right now, trying to catch up. Goal is to get Masters before the season ends, but it sounds like it's ending really, really soon. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm scared it's going to end any day now, so. You can check when it ends. There's no date so far confirmed. There's no date announced, yeah. Really? Not yet, yeah. That's what's crazy. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, also obligatory. It's one month until I get married. Congratulations! Woo. You're getting married. Thank you. Yeah, I'm getting married. I'm getting married to our podcast host Emmy, or and it's and I'm Emily. Um, <laughs> it's almost like we had a bachelor party for you or something. Yeah, it was a great bachelor party. I had a great time. Yeah, I got fucking wasted. <laughs> I got really hot. <laughs> it was a pretty hot day. Oh God! Went to the store, bought some shorts. Oh yeah. yeah, you and Dave had to leave yeah. my bachelor party to go to Walmart to buy shorts for the party because you wore showed up in jeans. <laughs> dude, I was roasting. It was too hot, dude. It was all week. Not to dox is too hard, but we're in New York, and all week it was fucking like fifty degrees. Boom, we get to the bachelor party. I'm like, I sh- I'm not gonna get caught wearing shorts in fifty degree weather. It's like eighty, 80 degrees that day. It's gorgeous. God damn it. It was a beautiful day. Today, it was, no joke, 40 degrees colder a week later. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Oh, my God, yeah. I was so cold. I was wearing a t-shirt to work and realized I made a mistake. Yeah. 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 For real. My sinuses hate this state. I went and got a jacket. My raid jacket hasn't arrived. Oh, shit. This looks good. It's called Mafia Sauce. It's uh, distilled distilled in Buffalo vodka with the Buffalo Bills, like, Bills... Mafia sauce. Look, it's got the. That's cool. Ooh, okay. Bet. I'm gonna have to try it. What the hell? They're just keep cats. You see popping up. Ryan, you have like eight cats. Also, Dave, that's incorrect. He has more than eight cats. He has more than eight cats. <laughs> I actually do have eight cats right now. Oh my god. Oh, you do. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, my bad. I know he owns at least four. Get fucked, Antonio. Get. No, I have exactly eight right now. I have exactly eight in my house right now. Learn your role. Yeah, five. That's what I thought. You only got a batch of three kittens? Yeah, not numbers. Your role is not numbers. Oh, okay. Only three kittens. Okay. Go roll a snowball like it's your damn job. That's a small batch of kittens. I'm shocked. Yeah, me too. They're so cute. Yeah, of course they are. Emily, Emily's my favorite person because we've had this conversation multiple times and she totally like agrees every time emily loves kittens and hates cats <laughs> loves the tiny version can't stand the adult version having seen emily interact with your cats i can confirm this is 100 percent true well is it just the, the, she doesn't like how big they get like she doesn't like when they grow up and have a personality <laughs> <laughs> she just wants a small cute thing a small, impressionable, cuddly thing that doesn't care if you pick it up, put it down, pay attention to it, you know? But then, feed me. Meow. <laughs> I need to be taken care of. I don't want to be touched right now. So, you guys <laughs> just gotta get a lot of stuffed animals. Perfect. Yeah. I think after my cats, Rip, unfortunately, pass away, uh, we'll probably get a dog, because Emily wanted a dog. What do you mean, Rip? They haven't, they're not dead yet? What? <laughs> uh, you know, it's just sad. It was a free range cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, so 
Do we have any more things to talk about about League of Legends on our League of Legends podcast? No. No. <laughs> I mean, Yeti kind of like quickly brushed over the shot calling stuff and like the the trio versus solo queue stuff. We talked about that. I am. Yeah, throw yeah. throw us a couple things if you got it. We got like at least ten more minutes before I'm like, okay, we're done here. <laughs> yeah, a good um. He was talking about like some teams. A lot of pro teams, at least in North America, will submit videos. Like Cloud Nine does it, where they submit entire videos of like how we blah 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 this week, and it's literally just voice comms, and it's literally just a recording of them playing on stage, showing their voice comms, and honestly the way I view it or the way I've taught it to our competitive teams at the SEP is that we model a model it as like an input machine, right? So you have your IGL or your in-game leader or your shot caller or whatever you want to name them. The person who is like the last line of like what they say goes, it could be right. It could be wrong. If it's wrong, we'll talk about it later. But if you want to make a decisive call, they're the person that says it, right? You feed them information, so collecting information and feeding it to them being like, what is lane state? Where's my wave? I can get a gank at this time. I'm available for a gank at this time. I'm pushing lane for reset. We have control of river. We're pushing vision forward. We want to get what quadrant you want to be in, whether you want to be enemy blue side, enemy red side, our blue side, our red side. Are we controlling river? Do we want pixel ward? So you learn all of this. There's like all of this language that's become normalcy on PC, that we're bringing into comms for Wild Rift and trying to, I guess, like elevate the level that teams communicate in North America, at least, because we're dangerously far behind the other regions on the world stage for this game. Um, we're dangerously far behind in PC League, too. But, uh, but that's been 13 years in the making. So, <laughs> And also, they've been at least actively working on that for the last decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wild Rift, because it's a mobile game, definitely doesn't get nearly as much attention in America as it does in Asian regions. Yeah, like sitting on, like sitting in Discord separately and being able to communicate, being able to use the communication tools given to you. You guys have voice chat in Wild Rift. Like you've had it since the game came out to be able to talk in voice chat. It's been intermittent. I was going to say, they did take it away for a little bit, but for most of my t- tenure of playing for the like last year or whatever, voice chat's been there. But you get voice chat in your party. Yeah. And you can queue as five for ranked. Yeah, which is pretty busted. Until like you have the situation that we had last night on my stream where we like queued into the same team of like five Chinese players just shitting on us. And they're like, what's happening? It's not like we're losing lane. I'm not losing my lane. I'm not dying 1v1. It's not jungler diff. It's not just their jungler. It's like... Must be macro. Yeah. They say at this point, we're going to reset wave. We're going to go for dragon. We're just going to be more of us. We're going to win. I'm playing ADC just like crying, trying to play Zaya and survive a dive because there's like four or five dudes diving me every minute. And there's nothing I can do about it because on the other side of the map, our top laner is not able to do anything because they get a better reset and our top laner doesn't have the ability to punish the other top laner for roaming. So there's a lot of situations where just like having a good idea of like what is coming in the game, what is happening next, who's going to be, who needs to be addressed and like what your composition's win condition is and why you drafted your composition is super important super valuable and the fact that people just like don't even consider it and don't talk about it in this game still is 
to be honest, a little frustrating at times. Yeah, it makes sense. The more you can communicate with your team and the more you can learn about this game to then communicate more effectively with your team, the more likely it is you're going to be able to climb or accomplish the goals you're looking to do in this game. Even if it's just fucking playing bots games better, communication can still help you play a better game. So, yeah, and that's part of why we're role swapping me to support is I communicate a lot. I communicate often and I have a tendency to find myself talking alone in a room with everyone else is tilted and still trying to say something and still communicate stuff. And I have a decent understanding of comeback mechanics. So I think a big issue our team has is we get a little bit behind in lane. We all just like tilt and shut up. And so I'm hoping that that will help a lot. Cool. Awesome. Anybody else got anything? Anything else you wanted to cover Dory today? For duo and trio, I think it's just elo inflated. If you can try to play solo more, it sounds mean, but People get ELO inflated very easily by playing pre-made too often and relying on that pre-made. I know people like to meme on me for playing with Butter Chicken, Top 100 Evelyn, NA, yada, yada, yada. But but you also solo when you're uh, not playing with Butter, like a ton. I've played more solo than I have anything else. Got to master it that way. Like, if you add together all the other pre-mades that I've played with together, they're still less than I've played solo. I've just played a lot. Same. And I've realized that there's a lot of stuff I'm behind on. Like, I came onto this podcast my first season playing Ranked. I hit Diamond. I thought the game was easy and I was cocky. And I realized, like, High Elo still isn't ridiculously easy. Like, it's definitely easier than BC to get to. Like, I've never made it in Diamond on BC. But it's not all, like, sunshine and rainbows. Like, you have to actually put in the work and pay attention to your games, rewatch your games. And if you aren't rewatching and being considerate of what you're doing wrong and what you can do better, if you're not reaching out and studying the goddamn source material, you're not going to improve. Yeah. Don't act like PC League is this demon where they're all elitist and they think they're better than you. It's just 13 years of source material to learn from, man. I don't know, man. My, my feeding teammates are only thing holding me back from being the next Baker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Team yeah, yeah. I'm just stuck in Elo Hell, man. I don't know what it is. Like Riot specifically has rigged my account to suppress my Elo because they're afraid of what I'll do to the ladder with a real account, you know? So not me. <laughs> Give me a Riot account, I'll have it in Challenger next week, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But no, I'm excited. I hope pro I hope my attempt to dip into pro play isn't too humbling i hope i actually do well um and i hope i come back and can make better coaching content for people because i think people have been enjoying it and i hope they continue to yeah uh something that achievologist said in our chat is read the patch notes and yes Mm -hmm. the amount of people that leashed after patch 3.4 dropped holy shit people don't read patch notes like my god (laughs) We didn't even talk about it. We talked about it before the stream went live, but the double relic shield. Oh, yeah. Like, I know Dave and Ryan know about that from when that was a menace in PC. But taking double support items to get extra gold. Can't believe they were like, yeah, let's do that. And also, like, not fix that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's it's like I was, I I mentioned this, like, they just take every broken as shit thing that happened in Big League and just do it again in Wild Rift. Yeah, see what happens. Maybe it'll be different this time. Yeah, it'll be different. It'll be, it's totally fine. Totally fine. Don't worry about it. Copium. 
Oh, gotta love copium. That's what keeps the hopes alive, baby. Yeah. The Ardent Sensor meta is coming next. Oh, God. They nerfed enchanters, but I don't think they did it enough, man. <laughs> I saw your eyes get so big. <laughs> I mean, it's not too bad for me. I used to be a Twitch one trick. <laughs> oh, man. Twitch will be a fun champion to have in Wild Rift. I was hiding. And they're dead. Wild Rift players confused. Juggernaut meta incoming? Oh, God. That's some, that's some like, what, what fucking meta? What season oh my was God. that when that was even five. when that happened? Was season five? God damn. I'm fucking old. God damn it. It was season five when Gangplank, Darius, Garen, Mordekaiser, and Skarner all got reworked. All right, y'all. I think this is going to be a good podcast. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the pause button on the actual recording, but we can we can stream for a minute if y'all want. That's fine with me. At this point, we usually say goodbye. So, bye everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. I appreciate it. Thanks again for coming on, guys. This was awesome. Appreciate it. Deuces. Bye.